You are listening to Money, Lies, and Family Ties, a multi-pronged approach to injustice in Ontario family law and mediation. My name is Karen Turkington. Chapter 7. Violation of Court Orders and Hiding Income I was busy with the day-to-day lives of the children and my job at the health centre during these intervening years. We moved two more times within the housing co-op, needing a ground floor unit and more space as the children grew. In around 2003, ex-partner had stopped participating in shared birthdays for the children and he took on an even more offensive position with me. When he told me he had met someone and they were going to get married, I said, but we have children together and you're my best friend. I can still be your best friend, he replied. No, you can't. Your new wife will want you to be her best friend. What does she look like? I was imagining that she must be younger and better looking than I was. She's fat and ordinary, but she's got good credit. Then he added, the internet says that third marriages are more successful. He remarried in around 2003 or 2004 and withdrew into his new life with wife number three, having even less time for the children. New wife became the main parent in their household An ex-partner remained in his passive role, as he had been in the case with me and his son Edward, leaving the bulk of parenting responsibilities to his wife while the children were in his care. This is not the role a step-parent should play, and it was not received well by the children. However, we had a standard separation agreement which provided him with access on alternate weekends and one night during the week. But despite my willingness to be flexible with schedules, he wanted complete control. He would cancel last minute, change arrangements, or refuse to take the children to school or daycare after they had spent the night at his home. Instead, he would bring them home in the early morning without their having had breakfast, no school lunch prepared, unbathed, etc., while I was preparing myself for work. When I told him that part of his job as a parent was to take them to school the morning following a sleepover, as per our separation agreement, he said without a hint of an apology, That's the consequence of being the custodial parent. He was determined to make life as difficult for me as possible, and he was skilled at it. He had not softened from his initial stance of, this is war. But since he didn't express his feelings directly, instead passively, just trying to manage his ongoing underlying hostility took much of my emotional energy. He remained stubborn and unwilling to bend. Requests for help with the children were met with cold responses such as, that's purely for your convenience, that's your job. So I eventually stopped asking. I felt bad for the children. They had only me. It took a while, but I learned that he had already retired from paid employment in around 2004 at the age of 43. Since he refused to provide yearly income tax returns as required by two court orders, this revelation came one day in January of 2005, after a child support check bounced. He replaced it and then told me that support was going to increase significantly. You must be making lots of money, I said. My dad owns land in Texas that has natural gas on it, so my income has gone up. The children's education will be taken care of, and they'll be given money when they're older. I asked him when this change in support would occur, and he said in May, after income tax time. Well, when did your financial situation change? 
none of your business, but definitely in 2004. I told him that the change should go into effect now. I'll have to check on that. I'd like to see your income tax returns. Can you bring them with you? No. In June of 2005, he handed me child support checks for the following 12 months, each one amounting to a few thousand dollars. This was an extreme change from the amount I'd been receiving, so I had clear evidence for the first time that a drastic change in his income really had occurred. He had lied about the trust. I hadn't invented it, as he had stated in his 2003 affidavit. As he handed me the money, he said, if you manage this well, you'll be set for life. I know you won't blow it. I asked, so you're a billionaire now? Well, yeah, he replied sheepishly. I then asked when this financial change took place, and again he said it was none of my business. According to the law, it was definitely my business. Two court orders had required him to provide yearly updated income information, along with notification of any significant change in income within a month of the change. I told him I was going to look into this, and he said, you can't get blood out of a stone. Music